Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast. This is your number one growing podcast that only talks about Big Ten football, a very specific category, but a very important one as well. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you on Twitter and whatnot? Yes, I'm Big Kurt on Twitter. That's big with a one, Kurt with a K, at B1GKURT. You explained that really well, so I want you to know. Thank you. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. We're on all the platforms. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean and Spotify. And we're not joking here. Please share. (laughs) We need need your help. We need you to keep making this a a bigger podcast, which it is every week. Yeah, we keep growing every week. So first of all, thank you to our listeners. We're having listeners as far away as Sweden, even Romania, the UK. And we are are streaming from from all platforms. Basically, everyone, all five ways you can reach... Eyes on Big Podcast, we are being reached. And typically it's very easy. If you if you got a buddy that you can text with, you have a buddy that you can text the podcast to. Just go down to the bottom of, of each episode and say share podcast. You could tweet it at somebody or you can text it right to them. Yep. As long as they have iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, it'll pull right up on their phone. And they can start playing it right there. It's pretty darn easy. And it'll be nice. I'd, I'd like to get some in-game interaction with people on Twitter oh, on absolutely. Saturday this week. So please tweet at us. We want all that stuff. Even if uh, it's completely negative, I would actually get a kick out of that. Probably I've, I've actually had some no- negative feedback <laughs> and I've enjoyed stuff. it quite it's a bit. And that's stuff. okay. I want to hear it. It doesn't I mean, if, bother me at hey, all. If I'm saying something stupid about your team, let me know. Yeah, because I listened to part of the genesis of this is listening to other what we think is low bar podcasts about college football. And, and we rip on them. Right. And we uh, hate that they don't interact back with us when we call them out for something. We don't want to be like that. Um one of my buddies gave Kurt some uh, constructive criticism yes. via text to me. <laughs> I turned right around and showed it to Kurt. And I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I so, laughed. Oh yeah. Um but anyways. This is week three, yes. and I got to be honest with you. This is the part of the season where all of a sudden I'm like, okay, slow down here. You know, like we're only a couple weeks away from being 25% done with the college football season. I know. It's just, it's just all going too fast right. for me. Already. We got to savor it. But uh, anyways, we uh, kind of the same format. We're going to uh, go over a little bit of news around the mm-hmm. uh, um league and then we'll jump right into the game so i guess that means it's time for housekeeping housekeeping no thank you sleeping housekeeping should we start with injuries you go ahead and start all right i'll do injuries lj scott running back msu he is do you have him um indefinite or how do you how do you have him listed indefinite is what i saw okay um rodney smith is sad one running back minnesota acl Out for the year. That's a tough blow for Gopher fans. Big one here, Adrian Martinez, quarterback Nebraska. He is listed as day-to-day. Sounds like he's probably going to play, though, I, I believe. I'm, that has that did not come out of Scott Frost's mouth. Artur Sitkowski, quarterback Rutgers, is probable. He's probably going to play this weekend. Bleshwan Austin, defensive back, also Rutgers, is out. And A.J. Bush, quarterback Illinois, is day-to-day. My guess is he does play this weekend. Okay. A um, couple other ones I saw is just uh, Northwestern has a couple gimpy old linemen. Um, John Reed that. for Penn State, cornerback, he's out. Okay. Um, and uh, um, another thing, too, is just uh, did you just look at the list of Michigan State players that either left the game down in uh, Arizona or – or also could be hurt for a week or two. So the ones that stood out to me, the two teams that stood out to me was uh, Michigan State and Wisconsin. Yeah, for how many they, players that got hurt. Huge number yeah. of plays, but I didn't list – I mean, we can't list all of them. I just, was just listing the major ones. So interesting with that because um, Michigan State's on bye, and something tells me mm-hmm. when the coaching staff or Michigan State fans looked at their bye week and saw that it was week three, they weren't real happy with it. But as it turns out, yeah, it's going to come on a pretty good time. They just had – a bad loss, and they got you know half their starters hurt. And I so. think they got Indiana next week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, another housekeeping thing is uh, that I would bring up is the 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 coaching deities and how they will respond this week. You mm-hmm. got Scott Frost, you got Brome, you got Matt yep. Campbell. Um, you could continue that on with just uh, all the new coaches in spots. Chip Kelly. 
Willie they've Taggart. all Willie Taggart. Um, I don't know if he would be in the deity. I don't think anybody was ever worshiping. Yeah, maybe at not the... deity. What about Herman? Herm? Is he in the <laughs> oh, Tom was... Herman? Oh, Tom Herman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was thinking Herm. Edwards. Herm Edwards, no. Yeah. Nobody thought he was a deity. So that's kind of something to see is, uh, you know, how all these guys are uh, going to respond. And then um, another kind of housekeeping item. Did you – okay, so, you know, Iowa State got their uh, week one game canceled. Yeah. Okay. Did you know they – South Dakota State. Right? Yeah. Did you yeah. know they rescheduled? No. So they rescheduled. It just got done. Just This, just, this is hot off the presses. Uh, they're scheduling it. The first week, it, championship weekend. Hmm. So if they were in okay. the Big Twelve championship, obviously, they would, yeah, correct. And any idea who it is? Oh, so they're not playing San, uh, South Dakota State. Nope, not South Dakota State. Oh boy, I have no idea. I'll, I'll give you a hint. We have we have brought them up on this on a previous podcast. Gosh, I I, I have no idea. From San Antonio, Texas, UTSA Incarnate Word. Oh, Incarnate Word. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where they were. <laughs> They actually scheduled yeah, Incarnate Word. Fantastic. Wait, so Incarnate Word needed a game, apparently. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's tricky because, like, if if you've got an FCS opponent that thinks they're going to be in the playoffs, or if you got you know teams that already have a twelve game schedule, it's not you don't have a big collection of people to to pick right. from. I just found it hilarious that Incarnate Word was somebody that we made fun of. So they're assuming no postseason. Incarnate but word. again, if they, uh, uh, yeah, I guess for incarnate yeah. word. But again, if uh, if Iowa State is in the Big Twelve championship, then they then they won't play that Obviously. game. So uh, you had brought up Jeff Brom. Did you see some of his quotes this week? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I wanted to uh, just read a little bit, if you don't mind here. So this is this Jeff is Brom in response to his team sloppy and dumb play. Yep. Uh, quote: We're going to make sure from here on out that everyone is held accountable every step they make, twenty four hours a day. What they may think is something small has been costing us. Really, they're silly, silly mistakes. Now, here's the big part. Quote, if we get guys who have 15-yard penalties from here on out, they're out of the game. If we see anything close to that, even if it's not a penalty, they're coming out of the game. End quote. Do you believe that? Okay. The first time I read you read that, out of the game, meaning they're, they're not to return? He's, he's taking them out of the game and benching them for the rest of the game is what he said in his press conference on Monday. I will have to believe that to see that. So I, I'll believe it if it's like, a, you know, a backup guy, obviously, if, it, if the game's out of control one way or the other. But let me set up a scenario. They've got Illinois in, what, three, four weeks. It's like a three-point game in the third quarter. Rondale Moore has a 15-yard penalty. Do you think he's coming out of the game? No, I do no, not. No, neither do I. <laughs> but obviously he needs to – make a point because they have been hurt bad by dumb play. And oh, horrible. Play. There's yeah. no doubt about that. He's doing everything in his power to try to stop that. Yeah, I guess. I guess what else do you do when it, it is an epidemic like it has been for them? You know, hopefully for him, it's some special teams guy that does something stupid and he sits him down for the rest of the game. Yeah. To make a point, but he doesn't kill his team doing it. Yeah. Um, he ain't taking Sindelar out of the game. <laughs> no, well... Slindelar, maybe. I mean, well, it, it, if it's a game, he's thrown three interceptions. Yeah, but yeah, um, that's a good one, though. I figured you would you would find something on the on the on Brome. So, you got anything else for the? That's all I got for housekeeping. All right, so we gotta we'll go on to the games now. Another full slate of games, uh, 13 games, something to, like we said, Michigan State is on by. So we got all 13 Big Ten teams playing are playing out of conference. Um, I don't know if you saw this. There are nine games on the Big Ten Network. Nine times. Nine times. On just just this weekend, nine times on the Big Ten Network. Yeah, you look up the, the Big Ten lineup, it's just BTN, BTN, BTN. My thought but it, is... so. How many crews can they possibly have? Yeah, Somebody is getting a game where they know they're like, oh, man, we got to send camera 43 to right. Iowa City. Like, that thing doesn't even work two-thirds of the time. And you've never even seen the crew that's that's calling the game. They they haven't worked with each other. Like, they at least them. one or two teams' games 
are just getting that. They're this is this isn't the B crew. This is the D crew here. Right. They they're they're pulling them from the local high schools. Basically, <laughs> we should have thrown our hat from in the, the ring, man. Public ac- access. Yeah, yeah. Where's the boom goes the dynamite guy? Maybe maybe they can find him. He can call the game. All right, so we will go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Once again, uh, we are doing all of these uh, chronologically, um, other than the Big Ten game of the week, which uh, foreshadow uh, is actually the last game kicked off for the Big Ten, so it'll fit out well. Um, We're going to go by the spread, and uh, we'll pick winners too. We've been a little bit off with that. Every now and then, if one of us likes the over-under, you know, we might throw that out there, but for the most part, we're just picking against the spread. So first game up at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time is 1-1 Kent State at 2-0, number 11 Penn State. Um, Something I'm going to throw in here this week. We'll see how it goes. But I picked every line ahead of time to Mm -hmm. see how close I would get. So I picked 28. Mm. The line now has wound up at 35. Yeah. All right, what do you think? Well, so I would have gone lower than this. I'm definitely taking Kent State. Now, um, Kent State, you know, was horrible last year. I watched them one game this year. They don't look that bad. They have a really nice quarterback. Played Illinois, right? They played Illinois. Yep. This is a They have a transfer quarterback, Woody Barrett, from Auburn. Played great against Illinois. He's a dual-threat guy. He's not fast, but he's tough to bring down. He's a big dude. Uh, they run a really fast-paced offense. It's tough to keep up with, so I don't see the 35 happening. I'm going all in on Kent State here. Um, so is that a double for us? You really like that one? Uh, no, I'm not going to cha-ching on this one. All right. this I'm is- going. I like it. I think I think it's I think it's a a good field goal to six points too high. Nothing against Penn State, but it's kind of a classic. Sandwich letdown game. Um, Big Ten play starts next week for them. Uh, um, just had a uh, emotional game versus a rivalry. I yep. know. Um, I know that they try to make a big deal out of every game. Every game's the the Super Bowl type of deal, but it's inevitable. This, by the way, you can just bring this up right now in the first game. Week three is when you start to see, I think, a little bit of a lull. A lot of time, every college sure. football season. Um, not for every game. Obviously, a big game isn't going to have You're that just lull. Looking ahead to the the conference starting next week. Yeah, conference and slate. I saw enough out of Kent State versus Illinois to think they can yeah. move the ball here and there. So that's uh, what I, I thought like, too. I like uh, I like the point. I really there. like Sean Lewis too. I liked his demeanor on the sideline. The new coach for Kent State. Yeah, um, from the Dino Babers tree. Yep. So they played Illinois to within seven. Then they blew Howard out. You can't learn anything from that. But yeah, I th- I saw a much better team than people are giving them credit for. And another thing too, um, don't get anybody hurt. Penn State, right? You get you kind of pull guys out. Yeah, don't don't. I mean, take, just kind of yeah, point in the game. Take your foot off the, the gas air. a little bit. Okay, next game up. This is, I like this game. It is one and one Rutgers at mm-hmm. one and one Kansas. Yeah, this is a good one. Eleven o'clock a.m. The line. I thought it would be Rutgers by three. Came out Kansas. Yeah, by three. It's gone down a little to two point five. Yep. TV. None. No TV. It is not on TV. That's not possible. Happens all the time with Big 12 teams. Uh, oh. Iowa State has to play on something called Cyclone TV where you have to buy the game and watch it on your iPad, essentially. Lord. Um, I flirted with trying to push this for the game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but once but I saw that it was on you TV. You can't watch it. That's not, I, cannot, I could cannot not do, do the that. Game of the week. So this would be my push for the game of the week all right. for it. Every college football season, we have – a game of the week versus two big Goliaths. You know, we got one this week for the <laughs> sure. Big Ten. This is a unique big game, man. You know, <laughs> both both teams one and one. Um, yep. Kansas kind of spoiled it by win- winning last week, which, by the way, on the road, a 46 game road yes, losing streak, they snapped which is a 46 incredible streak. But really, you know, Big Kurt and I hate the, the hot seat talk. We think yep. it's the most, one of the most it's overplayed. Awful. It's desperate. But, but you want to win. <laughs> You want to win <laughs> yeah. this game if you are Chris Ash or is it Dave Beatty? I think that's Chris Beatty. I think uh, I always get confused. No, yeah. David Beatty. David Beatty. Yeah. Chris Beatty's the OC. You, for- you, I, I would venture out a guess this week, both coaches are sleeping the least of any game they will. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you can certainly make a justification for hot seat talk if 
either team loses this game. I mean, for whoever the loser is. I mean, it's just, it's not a good look. That you, is you all there is to it. You lost to Kansas. Right. You lost to Rutgers. Um, at the very least, it's a little bit of conference play in here because um, Big 12 fans point to Rutgers all the time for, you know, the bottom of the league or whatever. And, of course, you know, I just fire back, like, Kansas. <laughs> like Yeah, and Kansas is, is pretty – you know, substantially ahead of the next worst power five. Team I, I think in they're, terms of they're historically bad yeah, right now, but even like last five years, like, you know, I just figured Illinois is probably close to them in terms of futility. And then I look at their record. I'm like, wow, they're, they're, they're that bad. really, really bad. Yeah. You don't go 46 bad. games without winning a road game Mercy. without setting some, okay. Too much about Kansas, yeah. but to me, I kind of probably already tipped my hat a little bit on this. I still think Rutgers has a pretty good defense. Um, I still think they have a commitment to running the ball. Probably the team that wins this game is the team that doesn't turn the ball over. It makes me nervous that Rutgers has got to fly from the East Mm -hmm. Coast all the way to to the center of the country to play this game. But in my mind, they've got... They've got Arthur. They've got a decent backup too. By the Who? way, their backup's got a lot of playing time. Rosinio. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. he's he's been a starter before. Even if we get surprised by by Arter, I I still like Rutgers, and I especially like the fact that they're getting two and a half points. Yeah, I did. I do too. I expect I expected Rutgers to be favored here. Uh, another thing, they blew the doors off of Central Michigan, uh, Kansas. That is last week. There was three turnovers in that game. I think so. It it probably made it look a little worse than it would normally be. Now, I do like this Puka Williams. Have you seen him? Puka? The running back for Kansas. He's a true freshman. And they have a linebacker named Joe Deneen. He's a tackling machine. <laughs> He's a senior. So I I was doing some research on KU. I like some of the players I saw, but um, I'm, I'm picking Rutgers for a big comeback here. They let me down last week. I was really disappointed. I'm giving them another shot. And I'm going all in on Rutgers here. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, next game we'll talk about another 11 o'clock game is 1-1 one one Ball State at the surprising 2-0 Indiana Hoosiers. This line, or this game, of course, is on the Big Ten Network. I predicted a 13-point line. Opened up at 14. Still at 14. What do you think? So, okay. <clears throat> I was concerned about the running back position. We talked about that. Stevie Scott. I love, so I don't think they take a huge drop off there. Uh, Peyton Ramsey's looking good. Now, Ball State looked excellent against Notre Dame, but that's another one where I think it was a little, it wasn't quite as close as the final score because there was a bunch of turnovers that Notre Dame had. With that in mind, we've got the hook here, so I'm going with Ball State covering the 14 and a half even if they lose by two touchdowns they're still covering this game yeah Uh, i'm i'm picking them because of the hook i think this kind of does also play into um the week three letdown deal um i think indiana is going to win the game so if i say anything that sounds against that don't don't take it as i think indiana is going to lose but (laughs) indiana needs to take this game seriously i mean this is Somewhat of an, you know, it's an interstate rivalry. I'm not saying yeah. it's a rivalry, but you get, you definitely got some guys in the state that think they should be out of Power Five. You know, team probably got uh, uh, shunned by Indiana and they should Ball be State in, in Bloomington, but they're in Muncie. <laughs> Muncie, Muncie, Indiana. Um, um, yeah, I mean, all those reasons, and, and it's just I, I've seen good things from Indiana. Don't get me wrong, but I've not seen. A yeah. certain part of the team that's dominant enough sure. to say that they're just gonna, you know, hang their hat on it. So, definitely like the the fourteen point five, and I'm 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 taking Ball State and the points there. One more thing about this game is quarterback Riley Neal is back for Ball State. Okay, apparently right. he was out injured. That just makes so me like him even more. Exactly. All right, next game up. Zero and two Temple mm-hmm. at two and zero number twenty five ranked Maryland. Maryland's not really ranked number twenty-five. I'm giving them a. <laughs> I'm giving them a eyes on big ranked ranking in spirit because I think they deserve it. Um, yeah, they do. Eleven o'clock a.m. on Big Ten Network. I predicted the line to be seventeen. Maryland. It opened up at fourteen, but it's moved back up, and now it's Maryland by sixteen. Oh, it's up to sixteen now, yep. huh? Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Well, 
So Matt Canada has been doing a great job. Uh, surprising on D. That's the that's the side of the ball that's really impressed me so far. I, I figured their O would be good, and it has been. The rushing O has been fantastic. We haven't seen them let Kasim Hill loose too much yet. They're, we're not going to see that this week either because they don't have to do that against Temple. Temple's horrible. Uh, they, they lost to two pretty bad teams. I see the Canadian Railroad keeps moving, and I'm going all in on Maryland. I've already already won with them twice, so I'm going Maryland again to cover even the 16. I had them covering at 15, but I'm going to go 16. Yeah. I'm still covering. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's – hold on. Hold on. Oh. That's one of yours. one of those. Yeah. Okay. All right. right there. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what Temple's playing for at this point. <laughs> they probably, Not much. I mean, it's, which is sad to say week three. <laughs> they lost to Villanova. Yeah. And I think uh, when you have the, we want to go beat that big team, you get more of those feels week one, maybe even a little bit yeah. in the week two. By week three. Punched in the mouth a couple times already. You're like, oh, man. You watch the film. You watch uh, how good Maryland's offense looks. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm as long as Maryland stays healthy, and I'm knocking on wood, Maryland fans. I, I, this is an offense that can put up the points. I was nervous about him last week because mm-hmm. they had to go on the road. Bowling Green yep. is no slouch. And this it, week, it, it was, you know, went down into the fourth quarter. I know, they really and I thought away. I kind of uh, uh, called that, but anyways, I don't love it as much as you do, but. I think Maryland's good enough to score 17 points or more yeah. and, and cover the 16 points. One more spread. reason. Temple's head coach, his name is Jeff Collins, but it's spelled G-E-O-F-F. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's enough reason right there, isn't it? That almost makes me want to give it the cha-ching. Yeah, the cha-ching. <laughs> That's you, the you word. You can still Who? Yeah. I know. Who you just want to their slap, slap their parents. Yeah. By the way, I, uh, I called on a customer today that's no longer with the okay. company. His name, Richard Johnson. Oh, boy. Come on, parents. You got to be better than that. Um, next up is, I think I think I put this one last because I think this is probably our most interesting 11 o'clock game or one of. One and one Troy at yeah. zero and one Nebraska game, of course, is on the Big Ten Network. I guess the line to be 10, it opened up at 9.5. It is mm. still at 9.5. Oh, it's at nine point five. Yeah, so it's. Uh, it, I think actually that moved up a little bit. Um, okay. Anyways, I I got, I got two questions with this game. Okay. How, what do you think they would would be for this game? Is Martinez healthy? That's number one. Yep. Um, how much do they care when they're looking at Michigan next week? I was gonna say, um, what are what are the turnovers and and sloppy play? gonna look like this week okay why is that it's got to get corrected um they showed way too much of it in week one um i i know how upset scott frost was after the game like i thought his his top was gonna blow off in the interview i saw him do after the game which i understand i mean he knew he should have won that that game um it's just gonna be interesting to see number one is if martinez is healthy if he's gimpy yeah uh it, it, is it already the game where are you playing him in this game? Does it make sense to try to win this game? I don't know if they, if he does go down, are they going to have more of a game plan for the the backup who, mm-hmm. who's got a little bit of mobility, but he's much more yep. of just a, a natural p- passer. And yep. then Andrew bunch is his name. Yep. The um, and then um, Troy can move the ball. Um, they have a great coaching staff. They do. Neil they Brown do. is the head coach. I yep. think Vic Koenig is still the defensive coordinator. He is. Um, they had a tough week versus the first week versus Bowling Green. That's uh, or, uh, Boise, uh, Boise right? State, yeah. excuse me. But they then they bounce back off against Sisters of the Poor in, in yep. week two. It's just I like this game a lot more for Troy in August. But as yeah. things have played out, um, you, you don't get the week one game. You should have beat mm-hmm. Colorado. Yep. I I think this is a an angry comeback game yeah. for Nebraska. I agree with that. I don't love the 9.5, but I'm banking on Martinez playing, and I'm banking on covering the 9.5. I have no idea if Martinez is going to play. My guess is he will. I did kind of like what I saw from Andrew Bunch, though. He he had a decent arm and could move around a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Nebraska is going to come out hungry. They were so close last week, right? 
They outplayed Colorado. Still lost the game. So I agree. They're going to be angry. I'm going Nebraska to cover the 9.5. All right. That gets us out of the 11 o'clock games, moves us into the 2.30 games. We got four of those as well. First up, 0-2 SMU traveling up to Michigan to take on the number 19, 1-1 Wolverines. Big Ten Network. I guess this one to be a 31-point line. Opened up at 34, has moved up just a point to 35. Uh, Basically, is Michigan motivated to keep this thing going? Okay. So I've looked into SMU a little bit. They are pretty decent on the defensive side, right? As Um, decent as an 0-2 team. Right. Lost North Texas. Good team. Very good team. Lost TCU. Really good team. Shea Patterson. We had a sighting last week. I don't think he's going away. Um, SMU is going to do nothing offensively, though, against this Michigan defense. Now, their offensive line we've seen is not dominant by any means. little suspect. I think they finally imposed their will on a team this week. I think they're going to do that versus SMU. Um, I'm breaking my rule here. I rarely pick these high-spread games. I am going Michigan. I don't feel great about it. No cha-ching on this one, but I'm going Michigan to cover the 35. Yeah, you brought up pretty much all the points I was going to hit on. Um, I I just don't think SMU is going to be really excited <laughs> to get on this flight and go up to Michigan. And, I mean, it they, they are going to need something big to happen pretty quick in this game. I, I just don't see it happening. I think both teams are basically – it's going to be about the middle of the third quarter, and they're going to look across the field and like, do okay, we really we're just, we're just going to run this thing out. Yeah, Can we just right. be done with this? So, um I am. I don't like it either way. I, I'm going yeah. to take Michigan to mm-hmm. cover the 35. The one that I was shocked to see is the over-under at 53. Ooh. I don't see 53 total points in this game, so I really like the under. Okay. Um, I think the final score will be 38-3, to three. <laughs> you know, yeah. hopefully 38 to nothing. I mean, it, I could maybe see like 42-3, to three, but maybe. even then it's 45 points. That's nine That's uh, nine points or let's eight hope. points under the 53. Yeah. Let's hope for 39-3, to three, though, so we, yeah. get, so we get the cover there. Yeah, I hope so, too. All right, moving on. We got uh, O and 2 Miami of Ohio at your 2-0 Minnesota Golden Gophers. Line is on – or the game is on Big Ten Network – the line is I thought would be 13, opened up at 14. It has moved now down, interesting, Ooh, towards really? Miami of Ohio. It is now sitting at 12.5. Um, one thing I just want to point out, I know we kind of touched on it, but um, it is tough news for Rodney Smith. Kind of interesting, yeah. but, you know, by the way, with the whole – he hasn't redshirted ever. So with oh, the, is that right? So with the, with the, the four game, yeah. he could actually come back. Um I it, right now, Minnesota's got they got all the good feels. Oh yeah, okay, they're pretty excited, um, um, and they should be. They absolutely uh, the chippiness out of Minnesota fans. Has, yeah, has been. Well, we've seen that up. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been flaring up. I love it. Uh, with that being said, um, we had we did have some interaction from one of our friends. Yes. His name's uh, Dan Poppin, <laughs> Pop Popin Pop, Popain. Popeil? Sorry, sorry if I messed up your name, Dan, but he brought up a good question asking about the Scott Evil package Scott and uh, Seth Green. Um, wondering if they would just move him to running back. I don't think so. I, I think it's not broke, so don't try to fix it right now. Yeah, well, first of all, the Scott Evil package is awesome. I wouldn't change that at all. Um, isn't they are like thin six? at running back, though. They're they're down to their well, third and fifth string running back right now. Yeah, but so I, it looks like Bryce Williams is the next guy up. Yep, right? he is. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's he, good. He looked yeah, good. He had, he's had a number of carries. He's had he has a good uh, I think average, pretty good average per carry. Yeah. Uh, but Scott Evil's like six foot five, isn't he? Yeah, he's not a running back. I don't see him. Yeah. So just every... so you guys know, Scott Evil, Seth, Seth Green. Green, the the ex quarterback who is now. Basically, he's kind of converted to tight end receiver. Correct. But he plays in the, a wildcat package that yep. they use quite liberally. He's Correct. got, I think, 13 carries on the, the year already, which is a lot if you're just running the wildcat package yep. in two games. And just so you know, his uh, uh, dad was a gopher. Oh, is that right? And his dad played in the 90s, which should be impossible that he has a son old enough to play college football right now. But anyways, but yeah, um, right now – I just wonder 
if we could walk into a situation there's there's two ways to look at this mm-hmm. and i literally flipped a quarter in my brain if that makes any sense the good feels just keep going yeah and minnesota just rolls them they keep rowing which i i could 100 percent see I, I could see that yep or a little bit of ooh, we need to come down to sure you know it's planet never, earth you're a never as bit. high as you think you're never as low as you think um the fact that the line has moved towards Miami of Ohio, mm-hmm. that's what – sometimes I play the opposite of the public, but right now, 12.5 points. I'm just expecting a sloppy Minnesota win, but Miami of Ohio covers. So I think, uh, you know, with, with with Rodney Smith out, obviously hurts the running game. PJ, he kind of – he wants to be pretty balanced from what I can tell between the run and the pass. I think Bryce Williams will be fine. Scott Evil will be fine. Maybe Anikstet throws a few more passes than normal. I think they're going to be just fine in this game anyway. Miami is pretty putrid. Now, Gus Ragland is their quarterback. Had a heck of a game last week. Threw for 357 and three touchdowns against Marshall. But I'm confident in the Gophers' D. I am going Gophers to cover the 12 and a half. All right. Go Gophers. Moving on. We've got pretty good one. 2-0 USF. At two and zero, Illinois Undefeated. fighting Illini. Yes. This game, of course, is on BTN. I believe it's on BTN fourteen. No, I'm just kidding. That was me. <laughs> um, I figured the line would be four USF. It opened oh, up really seven USF, and it has now ballooned up to ten. So there was USF at one point. One of the one of the sports books had published a line as Illinois minus nine and a half. And somebody put that on Twitter, and I said, obviously a misprint. <laughs> and it was. It was just supposed to be plus nine and a half. Um, so it's still at nine and a half, right? Uh, ten. We're at oh, 10. it's at ten now? Okay, that's not going to change my mind at all. There's still Illinois still has a lot of people out. Uh, they're getting a few guys back from injury. A couple of the defensive tackles that were reserves, they're going to be starting. Uh, everyone that's suspended is still going to be suspended. Nobody said a word, but I can – guarantee you these guys are not playing. So they're still going to be depleted. You're going to see freshmen and walk-ons everywhere. Now, for those who don't know, Blake Barnett is the quarterback at South Florida now, former five-star QB, was at Alabama, went to Arizona State, finally settled in. He's looking great. So I think he's going to pick apart this Illinois defensive backfield. Uh, they Now, they did lose quite a bit from last year. If you're, you're thinking back to last year's team, this is not last year's team. However, this is a team who's been recruiting very well and has a very good um, coaching staff, has been developing well. They look like another a team that could match exactly what they did last year. I was, as an Illinois fan, hoping that was not the case. It looks to me like this is another 10-2 and two team. This is, for me, I am going South Florida – Oh. <laughs> Pull everything out of your 401k. Put it on South Florida. <laughs> I I got my I got my button ready to go, man. You stole my thunder. I was gonna what? I was gonna do two or three to no two. Way. Yeah, oh, I'm doing it again. Okay. <laughs> I, I I I once I looked at this, I just was like, Illinois plays not clean. USF has nope. been playing clean. Yeah. There's a quarterback advantage. I don't. I don't want to go on and kill you, man. But well, and, un- unless unless UCF just leaves their mojo down in Florida, and it's yeah. it's just a tough trip up to Champaign. I I see this all. And US, if you US want stuff. a little more insight from somebody who follows the Illinois program as close as anybody in the world, I'm pretty sure that the coaches are just throwing in the towel. They don't even. They know they're not going to win this game. Oof. They know they're not going to compete against Penn State next week. Then they have a bye. They're looking forward to Rutgers and Purdue okay. after that. They're already chalking this up as a loss. All right. So am I. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Ditto. on to our last 230 game. We got 1-1 one and one BYU at 2-0, and oh, number six ranked Wisconsin Batchers. Hey, we got an ABC game. All right. I predicted this line to be 17 Badgers. Huh. Opened up and has stayed right at 22. Hmm. Um, one thing to point out, Tanner Mangum is the quarterback. I was going to bring that for up. BYU. Yep. He, I believe he threw a last-second touchdown pass to beat Nebraska. It and was I, like, well, 2015 was his first year 
as a starter. No, I was going to make a joke and say I was pretty sure Nebraska was still in the Big 12. Ah, when that okay. Happened. Sorry, I, I got in the way of that one there. <laughs> uh, but he just turned 25 this week. Happy birthday, <laughs> Tanner Mangum. Yeah. That's of course, not a joke. Of course, we're talking about Mormon missions. Right. So he here, went on but, the Mormon mission and yep. uh, has been playing since 15. Yep. Um, Which, what an advantage for BYU. Yeah, with a think program. So. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. He's probably got kids BYU's looking at by now with the, you know for how start the <laughs> how early the Mormons get going well so I was I was wondering you know they do the mission for two years right and I can't remember where he went um but I don't you think for the football players they find a place where they have good access to a weight room sure yeah yeah so they can just lift weights for two years things like that yeah eat eat rice and beans and come back bulked up <laughs> rice and beans. um I think okay, BYU is much better than they were last year, but they're just they're just okay. Yeah, they're um, okay. they beat a bad Arizona team on the road, then uh, turned around and lost to a decent, uh, yeah, Cal, decent Cal, team. Cal team yep. at home. Um, Mangum has looked okay. Yeah. You know, he's looked all right. He hasn't looked fantastic. Um, I I think there's a lot of factors that you could certainly look at Wisconsin and just say they're 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 going to do what Wisconsin does, which mm-hmm. is just run the ball right down their throat yep. and there's not much BYU can do by by the way I think that's going to that's happen that's what they'll do for sure um I do though think that with with Wisconsin having not not huge key guys out but enough key guys out yeah. enough enough uh some, they're really hurting on depth on the D that's line what I was going to say right is now. the depth it's not necessarily the starters that they're missing but they're missing some depth yep um I think BYU's got enough uh, grown ass men, is what you usually. This is literally right. that's literally the the term you can use with with BYU. I I think they can do enough, and they've shown enough already defensively to just box things in. You can also, I I don't think it's crazy to say that this is a, a trap game, look ahead game for Wisconsin too. Well, absolutely, going Iowa into Iowa City next weekend. I don't love it, but if it, I'm, I'm going to take it, those goofy 22 point mm-hmm. spreads, I'll I'll just take that extra point or every how you want to look, and I'll take BYU. So I'm going BYU on this one as well, um, for pretty much the same points. They do get Danny Davis back. We should point that out at wide receiver after yep. the the two game suspension, which is seems like a slap on the wrist um, for what he allegedly did. But uh, yeah, I think Wisconsin doesn't need to try that hard. They don't need to press anybody. I don't think they're going to run. Taylor 33 times again. I think they're going to learn from that. So I'm going BYU uh, to cover the 22. Also, don't love it, but BYU it is for me. Yeah. Um, I, the o- the o- I was wanting to jump all over the over-under for what, that. What is it? It's 45. Okay. That's a little low. I was hoping it yeah, would be that- like 49.50, and then I could I could get under there. but Because um, I could see this being... I don't know, basically like a 34 to 13 game, something like yeah. that, which is, you know, still under, but I just, I don't know. You can, 45 is a pretty low uh, number to try, think you're going to get under. So I went to a BYU bowl game one time. Yeah. In San Francisco. My brother played BYU in a bowl. Oh, really? Holiday, Holiday probably, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Uh, went with, you know, my buddy Pete. Sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And my brother, we all met up in San Fran. Well, that's where Pete lives. To go to this bowl game. I think it was the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl. So it was BYU-Washington. So we, of course, wanted to go out before the game, get a few beers, look around. Nothing but Washington people, right? It didn't occur to me. Yeah. Next bar. All Washington. I'm like, wow, they're really, you know, have a great turnout here. But where are the BYU guys? Well, we got to go to another bar, find a BYU bar. Not, didn't see a single BYU person before the game. We walk in. The designated driver line was like the length of the concourse. All BYU fans going up to get their two free sprites because they're not drinking any any alcohol, but not Coke, because <laughs> right. they can't have Coke. Coke. Sprite. sprite, and then it occurred to me, of course, that's why we didn't see them at the bars. I had that same interaction with uh, USC fans down in the Orange Bowl, but that's just because they're douche California people that didn't fly in until right before the game. The, yeah, just didn't care that of much course. about the game. Yeah, showed up about midway through the second quarter. All right. Three six thirty p.m. games. Uh, the first one up, zero and one. U and I. That is University of Northern Iowa at two and zero. Iowa, BTN line. There is no line nope. because it is a uh, UC or a uh, uh, Division One AA team. All right. First thing, just a quick rant. Why? Why play U and I? I. 
we got in-state kids that yeah. want to beat want to beat the you know the the bully in state. Um, you you beat this win this game by forty yeah. points. Nobody, I don't know. I just and then another thing, why are we playing this at six thirty? Just get this thing over with at eleven o'clock. This yeah. is ridiculous to me. But. Yeah, it's like it'd be the same for Illinois if they ever played Northern Illinois. I would never want them to do it. No. They've done it in the past just a couple times. We barely squeaked out a win in two thousand one when we went to the we won the freaking conference went to the Sugar Bowl. We barely beat them. Yeah, there's just no winning these ty- these type of games, right? No. You got any thoughts? So, yeah, we don't have a line here. So here's my thought. A little bit of a trap game scenario. You mentioned the in-state thing, so I don't see Iowa winning 45 to nothing. I'm going to be kind of a smartass and say they win 25 to 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does um, that sound about right? Yeah, it's about right. Um Basically, what Iowa fans just want to see is can Nate Stanley, the passing game, get on track. But um, Amir Smith-Marset, our speediest wide receiver, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine he's going to play. Yeah, Ivory so Kelly he's Martin, up, but he probably could play if he had to. I think if it was the Wisconsin right? game, he would yep. play. But I just, I hope they don't play him. He doesn't need to play. Right. Same thing with Ivory Kelly Martin yep. ankle. But um, I, I, I just want to see, I want to see movement on offense, and I want to see it yeah. early. You know, right? Um, I, I, I would be shocked and this is when crazy things happen but the iowa defensive line looks so good right now it is very hard for me to see them giving up gobs of yards and points to to you and i you and i lost their first week game uh to montana they got quarterback issues they don't know who montana's not that good either they're 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 pretty average actually um I, I can tell you what the final score is going to be. Average on the FCS level. Right. I should point that out. The final score is going to be, be 31 to 3. You know, okay. that's exactly what it's going to be. And I really hope to that the, three to of those the digit. touchdowns are going to be from Nate Stanley in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, you'd hope that they could just march down the field. The opening drive, methodically five yards here, seven yards there, touchdown in three, four minutes. I don't care minutes, what it right? looks like. Just give me, a, give me points early yeah. and above all things – stay healthy in games like this. All right. Next up, we got one and O Akron zips and they only have played one game because their game against Nebraska got canceled. And they're at one and one Northwestern. This game is at six 30 PM. Of course on BTN. I thought this game would open up 13 Northwestern. It opened up 21. It is now at 21.5. All right, so we don't know much about Akron. As you said, they've only played one game. They blew out Morgan State. That doesn't tell me anything. They're the fighting Terry Bowdens, though. Um, Northwestern, Thorson's not looking himself. Knee's definitely not 100%. They have no vertical game. They have Jeremy Larkin running back and not much else on offense. Cam Green is nice, but they just don't have an explosive offense, I don't think, this year. Still a nice defense. I think it'll be a fairly low-scoring game, which is all the more reason for me to go Akron here. I agree with you. I would have thought more like 13, 14 points. So at 21, especially with that half there, I am going Akron on this, and I'm going to give it a... Yeah, I am. I'm going to go two. I'm going to go two. I think right now Northwestern has got... they still got a, a pretty good defense. Yep. But I think the the game film is out there on how to stop Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't take long in in Division One level. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I mean it, it's pretty much just hitting on the same things you talked about. Thorson just it's not he's not himself. No, he's and not. And when TJ Green goes in, and I, I it's it just seems obvious to me that he is not as comfortable playing mm-hmm. playing quarterback right. this year. Um, I, I definitely think Jeremy Larkin is a really good running back. I just don't think Northwestern has a good enough, not that they have a bad, but a good enough offensive line with Jeremy Larkin yeah. to impose to, their correct. will to do that type of stuff. So I really, really like Akron plus the points, and I even like the under 45 nice. in this game. I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Northwestern is going to win. I think it's going to be something like 21 to 13. Mm-hmm. It, I want to bring up the name Flynn Nagel, receiver yeah. for Northwestern. Had a great game last week and a loss. Excellent possession-type receiver, but he's not a burner. He's not someone that's going to stretch the field. Yep. So I don't think that's helping him a ton in this in this game here. But, yeah, I'm going Akron. Okay, last 6.30 game, we got 2-0 and Missouri at right. 0-2 Purdue. Of course, the line is on Big Ten Network. thought this would be Missouri 4 Interesting. It 
opened up at Missouri seven and a half and has now <laughs> gone back down towards Purdue and is Missouri by six. Okay, I'm gonna play play the game again. Two two key things for Purdue in order to win this game. What do you what do you think they'd be? Two well for Purdue discipline. Okay, number one. Um, let's see. Other than that, my, my two things would be: Can you get Rondale more up and running okay. again? Yep, I like that. And can you slow down Drew Locke? Okay. Yeah, so Drew's having a great season so Eight far. Touchdowns. Um, you know how much I love Nick Holt, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop Drew Locke in this game. Now, the one thing I think Purdue has going in their in in their favor is Derek Dooley is now the offensive coordinator, the Doolander. They hired him <laughs> right. as the offensive coordinator. So, but so far, so good, yeah. right? Yeah. But once they play a Big Ten team, who knows what happens. Um, Locke was – so Purdue beat the heck out of Mizzou last year, right? Yep. Locke probably played his worst game of his career in that game. That's not happening again this year. Now, Mizzou has beaten UT Martin. We don't know anything about that. Beat Wyoming – Eh, Wyoming, we know they have a good Decent, defense, yeah. but they're only one and two right now, and they yeah. got blown out by Wazoo. Doesn't matter. This is a big one for me. I love Mizzou here. This Purdue team is down um, in a bad place, not a lot of confidence. They're kind of feeling, woe is me, and I'm going to go on Mizzou. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be pulling for Purdue here. I'll tell you one thing, anytime a Big Ten team plays an SEC team, oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm pulling for Purdue. Yeah. Um, the thought had gone through my mind where whatever the score was, 42 to nothing last year, whatever, when it was Purdue like 41 just beat the, 17, I yeah, think. Yeah, like beat the brakes off Missouri. Yep. I thought, like, is it going to be, you know, the uh, evening out of things and now Missouri beats them that bad? I don't think that'll happen. I think Purdue will have. Enough pride at home. I don't think Jeff Brohm's gonna gonna let that happen. Right. But I just don't think six points is enough for me to to be comfortable with taking Purdue. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same thing. I like I like Missouri to cover the six points. So if you're feeling like you're in too good of a mood and you need to temper that a little bit, go to any type of riding that's coming out of West Lafayette right now. They're all standing on a ledge, ready to jump off. And and it's tough because they were on that same ledge shouting at the at the mountaintops, you know, saying right. how great Purdue and it was great right. to be back. And all right. That is through twelve games, which brings us to the last, the thirteenth game, which will be the we've got two and oh number four the ohio state going at uh, uh, down to texas to play two and oh number 15 ranked tcu the game is at seven o'clock p.m on abc i thought the line would be ohio state nine almost nailed it it was 9.5 and has now moved all the way to 13 Ohio State. The number one hardest working person in Texas during game day is going to be whoever the ESPN crew guy is that has to monitor those signs out in the crowd because there are going to be some Urban Meyer doozies that are going to be there. You think so? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, why so much now? Ohio State? Oh, okay. Just because oh, TCU uh, fans? Game days there. Heck, okay. you might even have Ohio State fans that are trying to put some stuff against uh, other people that have right. been a part of the oh, story. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, like, I wouldn't even... You know, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I've thought it, about that. I might have to watch game day this week. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know if that'll be enough. I'll just follow Twitter because somebody will tweet yeah, pictures true. out of signs. Yeah. I don't really need God to follow it. But, all right. First question. This, mm-hmm. this is just off the record, but like, what are you? Are, are you? Are you a Horn Frogs fan? What do you? What do you think of, of TCU? So, well, I've always liked the Horn Frogs just because they weren't the traditional power. You know, they were a non-power, non-power five team yep. that kind of competed at that power five level. I remember playing the Badgers in the Rose Bowl about what was that twenty ten season? I think it was. I really wanted the Badgers to win just because I'm a Big Ten fan, but. I kind of like Buckeyes. seeing no the Badgers. Oh, oh you're talking. Sorry. So yeah, yep. TCU played the Badgers. I think it was the 2010 season. 
Yep. And TCU won. I was I was happy for him, even though I wanted Wisconsin to win the game. So yeah, I've always kind of pulled for him, even back in like the Tomlinson days. Yeah. I remember them having a home and home with, with Northwestern. That's when I lived in Chicago. Yeah. So TCU came to town. Yeah, I've always had a soft spot. Yeah, for him. I've always kind of liked TCU has been one of my favorite non Big Ten teams. But man, Gary Patterson, that guy sweats. You ever seen how much <laughs> goes through the towels? On this? He does, he's, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. there's so, literally a, there's a Gary Patterson like towel guy. He just he he sweats wow. and throws towels. Back so that's him. another Great reason job I there. like him is Patterson is is so underrated. He doesn't get get enough credit nationally. And eleven, they've had an eleven win season three of the last four years. Oh wow! Yeah, but how, why, how under the radar is that? Okay, so let me ask you this: How come he never gets considered for the big jobs? That's part of the same question that I ask you. What do you think of TCU? Because you know TCU is under the radar because yeah. of that. Gary Patterson is under the radar. Yeah. My guess strange. is he might not be the best interviewer in the world for <laughs> for how I, I think a lot of people just don't see him as a fit on the program. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe program. as the Todd Graham syndrome too, though. Yeah, where he's just a colossal a hole. Except he wins. Um, Good point. I guess the one thing that I'm going to be interested, a lot of things I'm going to be interested in this game is Dwayne Haskins has just been playing, you know, yeah. out, out amazing. He's been playing video game type of football Against right now. Not great competition. Correct. So now it's kind of two things. You've got the, the kind of master defensive mastermind in Gary Patterson, although the mm-hmm. TCU defense haven't looked that amazing the last two or three years. But going against the four two five TCU defense, yeah. is it a, a something here and there that Dwayne Haskins, still a young quarterback, this is his third start in right. the game. Is that is that maybe something that that would cause Dwayne Haskins some issues? No, I well, so Patterson is a great defensive coordinator, isn't he? Um, yeah, I could see that being a problem. So Rutgers, Oregon State, that's that's who uh, Ohio State beat. TCU hasn't played anyone either. SMU, SMU, Southern. Yeah. We yeah. don't really know much about either of these teams against yeah. you know real competition here. They're Ohio, got, they're in, they were behind beginning of the game versus SMU last week. They came all the way back. To, oh, is that to right? Beat, to beat them, they look like they look bad first half. So Ohio State has Tulane next week. So this is not. There's no trap or anything going on here. Ohio State's been in these situations so many times. I think they step up and win this one fairly easily. Okay. I'm going with Ohio State. I don't love it, but I'm going Ohio State to cover the 13 here. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things I'm looking at that just seem to lean towards Ohio State. <laughs> um, Sean Robinson is a TCU quarterback. Yeah, and he's new third, this year, I yeah, believe. This right? is he's his started. third game, third yep, game so starting, too. Same as Haskins. He's looked okay. Yeah. Um, I will say that TCU, they, they know how to bomb the ball. And – when Ohio State was giving up big yards and big plays, week one versus Oregon State, that's that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a Ohio State fan that can get nervous from time to time on what the weaknesses would be, that would yeah. be the one thing that that I would be looking at. But on the other side, to offset that is that destructive Ohio State defensive line. It's hard yep. for me to think that TCU is going to be able to. Um, um, with you know, get uh, uh, receivers down the field long enough with with the, the Ohio State D line. I just think they're yeah. going to put too much pressure on a on a young quarterback. I think the mm-hmm. other thing too is Ohio State might just go ahead and run the ball thirty five times right. this game and just yeah. stuff it right down TCU's throat. They have shown the ability to do that in mm-hmm. these bigger games if they think that's where it can be. Yeah. I could actually see this winding up being a bigger game for J.K. Dobbins. Um, I don't know. There's there's this weird little feeling in the back of my head to stay away. Like yeah. we'll wind up seeing a good game, but I certainly am not taking TCU on the points. I, I like Ohio State to cover the 13 and a half. I just don't love it enough to go to go nuts on it. I'll be curious if it is kind of close. Do they unleash Dwayne Haskins on the ground too? And that's a good point. They haven't even shown that nope. yet. And he's, he's and he can do it, right? He can, he can do it, too. So, yeah. All right, that gets us through the Big Ten slate. Just a couple other ones to touch on real quick, games that are interesting to me. Number five, Oklahoma, 17-point favorite at Iowa State. Um, hmm. Always the best time of the year is after Iowa beats Iowa State. You see how Iowa State does after. Okay. Um, what do they typically do? They typically let me down and look like, crap okay. after that last year they didn't do that though it was completely yeah. the opposite i i really like iowa state plus the 17 okay. points in this game i rewatched the iowa game like i always do yep wife loves that um <laughs> iowa state's defense is legit 
they it, sure maybe neither offense looked fantastic last week. The defense has had a lot to say with it. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma lost their starting running back this week for the season. That game really interests me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to watch that game. ISU had really good cornerbacks from what I Very noticed, much. right? Linebackers, yeah. had, they got players at every level, yeah. man. I think this will by far be the best defense Oklahoma plays all year. Yeah. Uh, next game up that's interesting is uh, Boise State at uh, Oklahoma State. Okay, quick little quick little uh, uh, quiz. Oklahoma State had over or under 850 yards of total offense last week. 850 over under they had to have under there there's no way <laughs> you didn't take the bait yeah they were under they had 818 yards of total offense last okay week. <laughs> Jeez, who did they play uh-huh who they play i forget okay sisters of the poor but still 818 um, 18 yards that's that's tough that's, to do the over under on this game the over on this right? game i was disappointed it's 64 points i thought honestly hmm. it would be more than that oklahoma state is a two and a half point favorite i think oklahoma state's gonna win this game do you yeah i think they're gonna cover wow um i think i might go boise here i, yeah. I don't know i don't know a whole lot about either team so i'm not gonna they're, they're kind of the same team i just yeah. think oklahoma state's at home uh number 12 lsu at number seven auburn i gotta be honest with you i put that on there because it just I don't know. It doesn't interest me that much. No, that one kind of interests me. It does? Okay. Yeah, I, I think LSU's uh, – they're surprising me a little bit, i got to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, in this in the Edo But pump the brakes. He hasn't uh, – um, not a quarterback. He's Burrow. He hasn't looked fantastic. No. But he was he, like 12 but, of like 28 his first – but compared but you, to what LSU But you LSU do know he's playing like, at LSU, right? right? Compared okay. to what they've – LSU's had a quarterback, right. he looked good. That's but he hasn't, my, looked, yeah. he hasn't looked that good. No. I think I've, not that's a 10-point line for Auburn. I, I, mm. I think Auburn would cover that. I, like I don't LSU think, think LSU is that back. Um, we're not keeping track on these, by no. the way. But, um, there's one that you just go ahead and – the cha-ching button is away, but I okay. would go double cha-chings for this. Okay. So Duke, fresh off beating Northwestern. Yep. So they have just flew to Evanston. Yep. Back to Carolina. Happy to get the heck out of there because right. – of the hurricane coming in. Yep. They go all the way down to Baylor. Baylor mm. is a six and a half point uh, favorite. Baylor's Be- the favorite? Duke's quarterback got hurt in the Northwestern game. Oh. Baylor has been looking good. I love Baylor covering the six and a half. Wow. Here. Yeah. So I don't remember him coming out of the game, though. Yeah, he's hurt. Three, mm. two, three, three touchdowns got hurt late in the game. Tough break for Duke. Um, What do you, what do you think in... I don't even know how USC is still ranked, but number twenty-two oh. USC. USC is ranked. I know. Oh my lord! I know. It's, it's. What do you think of the game? At, they're at Texas. Texas is three-point favorite. <sighs> at Texas, I guess I'd, I. I'm going to go with Herman. Um, I'm going Texas to yeah. cover that one. I think. Yeah. Um, USC is one of those teams that they're easily mentally defeated. Once you know things start going bad, it just seems to snowball. I, I just feel like. I don't know. Texas has got to start putting it together at some point, don't they? Yeah. I don't know. I, I got nothing. I got. I'm I, still I, not sure what to think about Helton at, at USC. Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. He just, it just doesn't seem like a good fit. I mean, it was, it was he great. He seems like I, he should be coaching in, in uh, the Mac. Yeah. I mean, he was lucky he found Darnold, right? Right. Which was, he wasn't even his choice to start the season. No. He kind of, his hand was it. forced. Yep. Got to play this guy and. Oh, he's he's incredible. And then the last one, very excited about this one for my buddy Josh. Nine o'clock kickoff. Oh, I love it when there's that late nine it's o'clock great, kickoff. Number ten, Washington at Utah. Washington's favored by six and a half. I tell you what, U- Utah like has the Utes. admittedly looked rough. By the way, but those are the ones. And NIU took Utah into the fourth quarter, it was ten to six. Okay, in but that NIU's- game, and that. Not not a bad team. No, yeah, and their defense has played yeah. great two weeks in a row now. Pick six for Utah. That's why they, they mm. wound up winning that game 17-6. to six. Um, I think Utah is going to battle in this game because mm-hmm. that's what Utah does. I just think Washington's going to wind up pulling yeah. away with it. Um, I'll take Utah plus the points. Don't love it, but I might have to uh, – do something about this game with my with my friend because I want to have something to cheer for at nine o'clock at night. Utah usually sneaks up on somebody once a year. All right. 
Well, that's probably a long enough podcast. Um, yep. they, uh, next podcast will be pretty darn long because we're going to be recapping again 13 yep. games. But after that, it's going to drastically uh, drop down. Um, got a couple things well, I've been We can writing. get deeper into each game, maybe. Yeah, deeper into each game. There's been a couple things that I've wanted to uh, complain about, but I just figured we'll wait them to wait to fill Some them more, up for. Wait, second edition of Airing of Grievances? Yes. All right. Yes, it will be. I'm excited. All right. Um, again, please share. Please text it to a buddy in the, the Eyes on Big podcast. We really appreciate you joining us. I am uh, Jeffrey the Greek. And this is Big Kurt. And please interact with us on Twitter on Saturday. All right. Enjoy the football, guys. All right. Goodbye.